and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about A Buzz in the Abyss, the second full-length from Portland singer-songwriter Sarah Isabella DiMuzio, who records under the name Wim, W-H-I-M, and it starts with a song called O oh Society. Her life was a grid made of stills and stairs, a thousand different names, and all of them strangers. Three inches higher, but never much taller when walking on the ground. Oh, 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 oh. Society, everybody wants a piece of somebody else's life. So Isabella DiMuzio has done a lot of work scoring TV and film. She's a relatively young composer, and then Wim is the name that she uses for her personal projects. And we discovered this sort of at random, I think because there were so many albums that have had their releases delayed because of coronavirus and everything going on and people not being able to tour. And this was the one bright spot that came out at the end of April that was a new release. And it was just... Exactly what I needed to hear at the time. In these dark times, this really light indie pop album that deals with some difficult emotions, but in a way that's very upbeat and positive. Yeah, it is for sure not political. Mm -hmm. And I think the closest it gets is kind of these tracks touching on modern society, oh, society, and this sort of people being obsessed with social media, which of course now so many people trapped in their houses on the internet and social media is people's lives. And so, yeah, this uh, it's just grid of images and all these people who are not your friends and it's upbeat, but also very, very sad. And I think has a sense of humor to it that is refreshing. I, I think there's, yeah, not a lot of writing about this artist. I think one, I think I found one write-up of this song that's where she said, oh yeah, this was actually originally much slower, like piano ballad. And then later she thought, oh, what if I speed this up and make it more of a pop song? And it worked way better. And it, yeah, it's hard to imagine it as a slowed down ballad. I'd love to hear that (laughs) that, that voice memo on her phone somewhere. But uh, no, it's a fantastic beginning to the album and a dark sunshine. Okay. Well, the next song we'll play is called Somebody Else's Tongue. Hey, I watched you float away from me, but I swear it's fine. Sure, there's a pain in my head, but it's there all the time. 
like a swallowed a tongue But not mine Somebody else's tongue Maybe the wrong one Feels like I've swallowed a tongue But not mine Somebody else's tongue Remarkable, you know, mid twenties woman who is has enough self awareness, I think, about her own kind of coming into the world. And this is such a funny track about getting out there and trying to meet people and know people and doubting yourself and doubting what you want in the world. But there's a fundamental confidence to it, and this kind of this wry humor that puts me through and. and draws me into her world so effectively. Yeah, a lot of her lyrics are a little bit oblique and leave room for interpretation, and but they're evocative enough that you can kind of put your own meaning into them. And I, I really like her style of writing. There was, in the O Society, which we played earlier, there's a line about everyone shouts into the abyss. Everyone cries out into oh, the abyss. Yeah. yeah, and there's a lot of very relatable content in here, especially... You know, I, I obviously this album could not have been made with anticipation of all of us being in, you know, stuck at home during a pandemic. But I, I feel like so much of the content relates to that experience. Yeah, I, I think this this song is also remarkable to my mind. The fact that it's on the one level like, oh, it's the same lyric is repeated, but it's really funny. And there's so much variation in the instrumentation where it starts off really stripped down with this muted guitar. And then it builds up into this dramatic rock sound. And she's able to kind of modulate that at different points through the song where it gets really built up. Then during the bridge gets stripped really down. And then she puts different bits of guitar lines back into the song. And it feels so varied and refreshing. It's really a fun listen. Yeah, the backing musicians here are actually the folks that run her label, Fluff and Gravy, John Shepsky and Juniana Lanning. And they add so much fullness to her very rich voice. And it's, it's delightful. So the next track we'll play is called Mouths. song was uh, released as a lead single back in 2018 
and in the interim was changed enough, although honestly the changes are very subtle. So this is either the 2019 remix or 2020 version, depending on where you're looking. Yeah, if the album that I downloaded from Bandcamp has it labeled as Mouse 2020, but if you listen on Spotify, it's 2019 Remix. Yeah, they're, are they just messing with us? I don't know, but it's a delightful song for sure. And I know I, I said this album was not super political, but I think this song is gets pretty close because it's you know about our ability to use our mouths for good. And... Yeah, and not remaining silent and just kind of speaking out about what is important to you. And again, this is such an uncanny overlap with what's happening in the world right now and in the midst of all the protests against police brutality and racial injustice this is a song that has also appeared to speak to us and it's just kind of funny how many of current events can be read into an album that was recorded obviously yeah it's so inspirational talking about yeah like everyone has doubts like oh if you know everyone who's out there talking they they questioned themselves but decided to do it anyway and that's uh, again inspiring and I love the combination of that message with this really jangly kind of mm-hmm. goofy almost, but really cheerful instrumentation. And then her voice is so smooth mm-hmm. and almost jazzy. Like you just, this kind of lounge vibe to her voice and the, those combinations of elements really work together in a way that unexpected and very effective yeah her voice has such an inviting warmth and that quality reminds me a lot of lucy dacus who we like a lot as far as just having a voice that makes you feel like you're taken care of you know it's very comforting and it's what we need like i i felt like this album was just what i needed to hear because in in addition to all of the events the pandemic and the protests and everything else we had to cancel our wedding because of coronavirus and so these are dark times for us and everyone and i felt like this is the album that i needed to hear it's just so uplifting yeah and so from this using this jazzy voice in a pop setting we go into the next track we'll play which moves in a much more kind of orchestral and big direction it's called new york part one my head filled with sand in my mind Tumbled into the sea Then I lost my path And the road Crumbled under my feet And time wore a black coat That was just like yours And I cried out Please bring me to life Time just turned its head and walked away So here on the ground is where I'll stay
she is not the first artist to write a song about the experience of trying to make it in New York, but this is told with such sweetness and lightness, and it doesn't feel it at remotely like a retread, mm-hmm. which I really love. And it just, it, it because I think it feels so personal. It feels so much about how just like this death wearing a black coat and you know, it's about getting your ass kicked and getting back up by a city. And it's it's really sweet. That's an interesting interpretation. I I really like the way that the the instrumentation adds to the feeling of the song. There's this really low, is it a cello? Like some really low stringed instrument. Yeah. And then the horns, it's just they're mournful, but just up enough. And then the way that her vocals are doubled in some places like she's her own backup singer and it's all these little touches that are very expertly done that you don't notice until you listen to it repeatedly and it it creates such a mood it's such a pretty song yeah that and it's and as i said it is ultimately hopeful because i think each verse kind of talks about like oh i kind of got something knocked me down but then it ends with what seems to be another verse leading into despair and then at the end it's suddenly like nope and then we watch the sun come up over the city and maybe we'll make you know it's yeah there's something very hopeful here and that combining those together and it's right here the center of the album and it's a wonderful moment to take a breath before we leap into the rest of the album yeah, the, the way that she incorporates observational details into her lyrics make it more personal and much more uh, relatable and sort of gives you something to hang your hat on. And she addresses that specifically in the next song that we'll play called Brick Walls and All Their Secrets. I'm happiest when I'm quietly watching the world Or maybe even happier when I'm singing my really steers into that more like very kind of 60s jazzy vibe with a some kind of vibraphone or marimba and the vibra slap 
And that's combined with a lot of lyrics being about typing on a phone. <laughs> By the way, I was the one who looked up what the virus app was called. Yes, I did not quite. <laughs> All credit to you for looking it up. But I mean, that instrumentation, it just has this very jazzy kind of sense to it. And then that's combined with these lyrics that are very funny, but also, I think, cutting about the life of an artist. Yeah, I love that what I was referencing in when we were leading up to the song is where we started in that verse, which is the lyrics are, I am happiest when I'm quietly watching the world or maybe even happier when I'm singing my observations. And I think that's what I love about this record is that it's not grand in scope. It's very focused on one person living her life and like her personal experiences and I feel like that's why it's so soothing to listen to in these times because it allows us to all it allows us to look inward and focus on these relatable life experiences and and feel better about our own kind of inner turmoil yeah that you know not all of us are musicians who are keen observers of what kind of shoes people are wearing and yet I think we can all identify with that feeling of like, hey, I'm in this world, but th is this really me or am I just kind of play acting? But while, you know, let's learn from the experience. And so I think it's it, if you're listening to this music, you may not be right. You may not be writing music, but you can identify with that experience. And so I think it's perfect that some artists can say like, oh, I'm this genius who's up on the mountain coming up with these great ideas and instead she's inviting us into that experience and it's really one a wonderful experience like i feel like there's not a lot of musicians who do that so effectively the next song the next track we'll play is called kiss me goodbye loved about this song is that it reminds me of the best band to ever grace San Francisco, Aaron Brazil and the Brazilian Airs. Sadly, not mostly in San Francisco anymore, but uh, that that dramatic, jazzy, noirish sound that is just complements. It goes so well with her voice, which is so smooth and warm. Yeah, it's really interesting to me because to the limited extent that there's stuff written about this artist that I guess she made her name doing kind of folk music in Galway, Ireland, which has a huge music scene, but that she's clearly 
aggressively moving into, you know, more pop, more orchestral, more jazzy directions and is so successful in these, like, I feel like she could, yeah, just as a jazz singer would be incredibly successful because this song is so fun. There's such great energy. And one of the things I really found delightful about this particular song is coming into the chorus, there's Kiss Me Goodbye, Kiss Me Goodbye, and it's sort of repeated twice, but then it's each time through the chorus, she's repeating it more times. So it's one time through, Mm -hmm. then three times, and then finally goes out with four times, and it's getting more and more kind of aggressive and frenetic, where she just keeps driving it home, and it's this real sense of, you know, embrace the joy in life while you can, Mm -hmm. and remarkable maturity for someone who Mm -hmm. I think is like 23 or 24, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this sense of, yeah, like, we've got finite time here, so kiss me while, while you can. And it's yeah. uh, a really sweet, kind of sad, but in a, again, ultimate, so much of these songs should, she could go to such a dark place, but there's fundament, a fundamental hopefulness throughout, throughout this album that is just remarkable. Yeah, she, talking about different styles, she lived in Nashville for a while too, and you can hear that influence. There's, I think she really has been able to assimilate an amalgam of styles and for someone so young it's great that she's had so much exposure to different styles of music and it really comes through in this record which is very versatile that all of the songs have their own personalities and it's definitely not too samey it's it really shows a lot of uh, facility with different styles yeah it's yeah and the horn section it's just yeah it's really yeah, tasteful tasteful deployments of the horns and the strings and it just interesting instrumentation without ever becoming distracting. It always feels like a pretty stripped down album, even when it's getting big and complicated. And fortunately, you know, we're kind of coming into the tail end of the album. And it, as much as I've appreciated these songs that are kind of dark or sad with just a little undercurrent of hope, I like that she does make room for, I think, one song that is a little more positively inspirational and more just, come on, get out there. You can do it. And yeah, I think the album definitely, as it moves through, ends on a very hopeful note. And this is the penultimate track, and it's called Don't Forget to Look Up. We spend our days locked away, just staring out the window. Isn't it funny how people say we always look down? Go sit in the green chair, what are you doing here? And what's with your frown? You don't know how lucky you are And you live among the stars So don't forget to look up There's a roof above your head The sky above When you're dreaming in your bed Don't forget to look up Don't forget to look of the guitars with that little I, I didn't actually notice it until we listened to it right before recording this segment there's stingers of organ in the that punch up the guitar during the chorus and it just it the instrumentation just does so much work on this record to convey a mood and to bolster up her voice and the the song that she's written and I don't know I assume because her job is her day job is as a composer for TV and film it's I I don't know how much of this she did the arrangements on I assume all of it but it really adds so much it's such a great 
complete package. Yeah, that the organ, and then there's so much variety even with the organ because there's these organ stings, and then there's other times when it has just a ton of vibrato on it, and then other times where it's kind of kick, 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 kind of mm-hmm. kicking in and out without this. So you get the smooth variation and then the hard edge variation mm-hmm. all within this incredibly warm organ blast, and it is so appropriate for this message of keep going and look up, and it's again her her moments of touching almost disturbingly on the current day of like we're all trapped inside looking out the window like yeah we're kind of are all right are all doing that right now uh, along with of course a, a requisite mention of everyone being addicted to looking at their phones yeah there's a lot of mentions throughout this record about smartphones and social media and kind of the trappings of technology being problematic it's clearly a theme for her yeah and yet yeah, all the ways in which the world is kind of consp- is conspiring and that it's trying to get you to look down and mm-hmm. and listen, you know, listening to this and reading the lyrics. I even reminded of, I think, the the first time as a kid, I tried on a necktie and how hard it was to look up. It's horrible. How are you supposed to do astronomy? And that that was sort of that representation or sort of a concrete representation of all the ways in which we're told just focus on what's ahead of you and so that music is the thing that can remind us of that you're there's a roof but there's stuff above the roof don't just folk don't just look at the roof and so it's it and you're also lucky to have a roof (laughs) yeah and what i love about this record is that it's really it's hard to make things look easy and there's a lot going on in each of these songs with the instrumentation and the pacing and you know the the structure of the arrangements is complex in a lot of these songs and i'm thinking of another record that we thought about doing that is very maximalist and it's kind of that throw everything at the wall approach but it comes across as too too overwhelming and too messy and in this record she has included a lot of different elements but just trimmed it perfectly in a way that make the songs concise and catchy and not you're not noticing how much work is going into making these little gems yeah i I mean just the littlest things like i notice how many of the songs have Mm pre-choruses like that she's so there are too many ideas Mm -hmm. to just sell herself short and yet they don't feel forced they're often really brief Mm -hmm. and and similarly moments where she's clearly a very talented lyricist but other times is willing to let a sweet ooh yeah without any words do the job and that kind of restraint as an artist is really wonderful to see yeah so the song we'll go out on is called irish rain and it brings it all back to kind of a little quiet contemplative moment well, it's the closest, you know, I talked about how she made her name as a folk musician in Ireland. And this is the folkiest song on the album and a yeah. sweet, sweet way to go out. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Like there are a few moments throughout the record where she mentions Ireland or you, there's there's the streets of Dublin, maybe. Well, yeah, she it's, mentions the streets in Dublin and then the streets of Portland because those being kind of her two yeah. main cities. Yeah. And then this is a song that's explicitly about Irish rain and and the memory of someone that maybe she knew there and it's it's very sweet so we'll go out with that again we've been listening to a buzz in the abyss the second record by whim and you've been listening to for the record thanks so much for listening someone told me I have eyes 
time. 